uh, continuing our series, Distance, and today I want to talk about feeling distant from God, feeling disconnected, and uh, it's those times when you feel empty inside, uh, maybe your heart feels a little bit cool, um, the fact is you don't feel real close to God. And so sometimes I think we, we have that feeling in our life, and if we're honest, we all struggle with it from time to time. You know, maybe you can identify with what David said in Psalm seventy-one, twelve. He says, oh God, do not be so distant from me. Have you ever felt like that? You ever felt far away from God? Now, I want to be clear, this is not a salvation issue. It's not about that suddenly you're lost. But it's about losing your joy in your Christian walk, losing your enthusiasm, your, your happiness, that, that peace, uh, what I would call your confidence for living. The fact is you don't feel close to God, and you feel like God's very distant in your life. And that distance, that, that lack of uh, maybe uh, spiritual connection, we might call it, it happens when you get in a spiritual rut, when you simply are going through the motions in your spiritual walk. Uh, it's when ritual replaces a relationship with God. And so what happens is you go to church. Why? Well, because it's what we're supposed to do. You, you read your Bible. But the fact is that when you read, you're just reading words. You tend to pray the same prayers over and over. And you sing the songs. And when it's all done, it's easily forgotten. You, you can't remember what you just did, what you just said what you just read, what you just sang. Why? Well, because your heart wasn't in it. Distance. So, so what do you do when you feel distant from God? What do you do when you feel like you've lost that spiritual edge in your life? In the Old Testament book, uh, Second Kings, there's a miracle that's recorded, and it's the miracle of the magic appearing stool. Um, <laughs> no, it's a, it's the miracle of, it's kind of an odd, bizarre story, but it's the miracle of the lost axe head. There's a group of prophets, uh, they come to Elisha, not Elijah, but Elisha, and uh, he's the senior prophet, and so they come to him and they got this idea that they want to build a larger meeting space. And they ask him to accompany them to the river to get the timber so that they can do the project. And so Second Kings, the story picks up, chapter 6, says, When they arrived at the Jordan, they began to work. As one of them was cutting down a tree, suddenly his iron axe head fell into the water. What shall I do, sir? he exclaimed to Elisha. It was a borrowed axe. Can you picture this scene? So you've got all these people, they're, they're working, they're cutting down trees, 
And one of the workers is swinging an axe, and suddenly that axe head goes flying off. It lands in the river, and it sinks to the bottom. This guy gets upset about it. You may go, well, why? Well, I think a couple things. Old Testament times, iron tools were precious. Uh, They were rare. And secondly, it's not his axe. He's borrowed it from somebody. So the the fact is, now the, the axe is destroyed. Story picks up, says, where, where did it fall, Elijah asked. The man showed him the place, and Elijah cut off a stick, threw it in the water, and made the axe head float. Take it out, he ordered, and the man reached down and picked it up. Strange story, isn't it? But I think there are a lot of spiritual truths that, that we can learn from this story. Truths that, that I believe will help you if today maybe you feel distant from God. Maybe you're feeling a little bit spiritually dry in your life. You may have lost what I would call that spiritual cutting edge. And the first thing that happens in the story, and this is important, is to admit the loss. Admit the loss. It is imperative that you come to a point in your life where you make a spiritual assessment and you admit that you've lost something. You know, stop denying it. You know, the, the fact is, you are sitting there today maybe going, you know, I don't feel as close to God as I used to be. And so you've got this feeling of distance between you and God. And I think this story helps us with that. This guy's lost the axe head. He admits it. Right, out, right away. In fact, he asked for advice in the story. He says, what shall I do? You know, and I was thinking about it. He could have made it an excuse for his life and said, well, I lost the axe head. I'm going to quit working. You know, but he shows genuine concern for, for what's just happened, for the loss that, that he has. And I was thinking about it in our Christian lives, how many Christians I've met through the years that when they hit that point, they go, you know, I don't think I'm as close to God as I used to be. I, I feel like God's really distant. And what happens many times is they check out, quit serving. They, they distance themselves from, from everyone. And they begin to distance themselves from God. And they use it as an excuse. You know, I don't feel very close to God. You know, I, I, I deserve a break here. You know, I, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I, I've lost my spiritual edge, so I'm out. People do it all the time. The guy in the story, though, he doesn't do that, does he? You know, I was also thinking, I'm one of these, when I read a story, I'm like, well, what else could have happened? You know, something different that could have happened in this story. And I'm thinking, well, this guy could have kept chopping, you know, just pretend he had an axe head. Can you imagine? He's out there working. I'm working too. I'm, I'm in, in on this. And the fact is, he just keeps swinging the axe. Maybe nobody will notice. You ever done that? I've seen a lot of Christ followers do that. I, I feel like God's a million miles away. But I'll pretend to still be joyous. 
I'll, I'll pretend everything's okay in my life. And I watch people and they, they keep working and plugging along and they keep doing what they're doing and they're going through the motions and I'll be honest, it's painful to watch sometimes because they've lost that joy. They've lost that cutting edge. They've lost that spiritual passion that they used to have. And the fact is, you may be sitting there today going, well, I, I'm not sure if I've lost it. I, I feel a little distant, but... I, well, you know you've lost it when you start losing heart in your life. Your, your passion begins to wane. That's a signal. You know, things don't, don't move you the way they used to. You, you can sit in a service and not be touched by God. And not only do you feel distance from God, but a real signs when you start distancing yourself from other Christ followers. You know, so you're pushing God away, start pushing other followers away. And because you're distancing yourself, because this gets larger and larger, the distance, there's no joy. There's no energy. There's no excitement. And I would argue there's no love. So you lose heart. And then, then you start losing faith. And this is when it gets really tricky. You know, David says in the Psalms, he says, but I had almost stopped believing this truth. I had almost lost my faith. Friends, there is a danger when you walk with Christ, that you lose your spiritual edge and then ultimately you you create this greater and greater distance. You you stop taking risks and pretty soon you, you lose vision for what God wants to do in your life. In fact, you don't really care. And then you stop growing. And then you stop reaching out in faith. You play the part. You play the part of a Christian but you keep God at a distance. Beware, beware. And I know some of you are thinking, well, I don't know, that might be me. You know, I've kind of lost my love. I I don't have the same passion I used to have. I, I, I think maybe I'm losing my faith. God feels really distant right now. Friends, if you've ever been closer to God in your life, than you are right now. I want to ask you something. This is a critical question. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? If you felt closer to God at some point and you don't feel that close, what are you going to do about it? See, the first step in dealing with the distance is you have to begin reconnecting with God. You have to take the step and admit that you feel distant. You know, God, I've lost my joy. I'm not as enthusiastic about the faith anymore. I've lost my spiritual edge. God, I want it back. And then you acknowledge, after you admit that you got got an issue here, is you acknowledge where you lost it or when you lost it. That might be a better way to ask it. You know, the scripture, again, we'll look at it. It says, where did it fall? supposed to be it. (laughs) 
Elijah said, asked, the man showed him the place. That, that word uh, translated place in, in the Hebrew, it, it comes with the idea of the exact spot. Do you know where? Do you know when you started feeling distant from God? Can, can you point to it? Can you point to the moment? My guess is you can. You go, well, yeah, it started here. And, and there are a lot of reasons why people distance themselves from God. One, one's busyness. You know, we get distracted. It, it creates distance in our lives. We get so busy, we, we forget God. We get so busy, we, we don't worship God. In fact, if the truth were known, we, we not only can go hours and days and weeks, we can go months and not even think about God, not even think about our relationship with God. That creates distance in your life. Disobedience creates distance. You know, you're reading scripture or you hear something and you get that the Holy Spirit whispering and pressing you to do something or not do something. And what happens if you ignore that or you drag your feet, it creates distance. In fact, you find you can't worship. It affects your spiritual edge. Pride. Pride creates distance with God. You know, when you start relying on your own power all the time and, and stop depending on God. You know, when you, you get arrogant enough and you just make presumptions in, in your life that you start thinking, you know, I, I got this. I don't need God. I got this. I, I can handle this. It creates distance. And then laziness. <laughs> laziness can create distance. You go, well, I'm not a lazy person. Well, it's when you stop doing the things that you used to do that kept you connected with God. You know, when you stop fellowshipping with other believers, you stop serving, or you stop sharing your faith, or you stop giving, you know, or you start doing the things that you just quit, but you remember that, oh, those are the things that kept my heart warm. Those are the things that helped me grow. Friends, when you stop those things, it is an automatic disconnect. It, it creates distance. It does. So, again, I'm going to ask the question, where did you lose your spiritual edge? When or where? When or where? You know, for some of you, you lost it in a, in a flood of anger. You know, something happened and anger just took over. It may, may have sunk into a river of fear, fatigue. Sometimes you just get so exhausted, you, you just, you don't care. You may have lost it pursuing, you know, I watch it all the time. People start pursuing a relationship that takes them away from God or a, a hobby that takes them away or uh, sports that will take them away or, or some goal that i got to accomplish this. And so you want to obtain it, and the distance gets greater and greater and greater. Friends, you've got to acknowledge where you lost it. You've got to ask God to help you find your way back. And then you have to expect that God actually will help you to restore what, what it is you've lost. Do you want it back? Maybe that's the question. 
you know, you have to come to a point where you believe not only God can, but God will close the distance. That God will restore your relationship to that place where it used to be. You know, maybe when you first started walking with God, you're like, oh man, I was so close to God. You know, it says Elijah cut off a stick, threw it in the water, and made the axe head float. Hmm. I'm thinking, so what's the deal with the stick here? I mean, what, what's the point? Well, I, I don't think the stick had any power when he threw it in the water. Uh, I don't think he was doing like a, you know, David Blaine type uh, trick. You know, he wasn't trying to be a magician and go, hey, watch this, you know. But Elijah, I believe, when he threw the stick in the water, was given a a visual statement. He was demonstrating to those that were looking, I believe God can do something here. I expect that God's going to give this guy back what he lost. And so he throws the stick in the water. And I know when, when you read this miracle, some of you are going, I don't know if I, I really buy into it. I don't really like the miracle. Well, I, I don't really have a problem with the miracle. I really don't. I, I, when, I, when I read it, I think, okay, so God created all the iron in the world. He created everything. So he created all the iron. So I don't think it'd be a big deal for God to go, you know, I'm going to make a few ounces of iron float. Watch this, you know. I, I, I don't have a problem with, I understand the law of gravity. But I also think God could go, you know what, I'm going to suspend it in this little area for just a moment. I believe God could have done that if he wanted. I believe it was a miracle. I actually like the miracle because I think it has a point. And I think the point is God specializes in doing the impossible in life. Jesus said it this way. He says, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, what? Everything's possible. Everything's possible. Do do you believe that? Everything's possible. What is it in your life that seems impossible? It's possible with God. You know, I hear people all the time, they'll say, well, you don't know what I've done. You know, I, I can never be close to God again. You are wrong. Absolutely wrong. You know, oh, my, my life's such a mess. God, God would never bless me. You're, you're wrong. You know, I made so many mistakes. God could never use me. You are absolutely 100% wrong. You know, God, God could never shower his grace on me, his mercy. I, I could never experience God's power in my life. You are so wrong on this. You need to know that there's a God in heaven that that loves you and cares. You know, Jeremiah 15 says, this is how the Lord responds. If you return to me, I will restore you so that you can continue to serve me. Notice that. If you return to me, I will. I will, not I might, I'll think about it, we'll see how it goes. He says, I will restore you. 
so you can continue to serve me. Christ followers, that is a promise from the creator of the universe that designed you and created you. You know, anybody feel distant from God? Anybody pretending like you got it all together when inside you're kind of numb and cold? Any, anybody flailing around in their life trying to act like they've still got a spiritual edge when in fact you're just struggling? Friends, you can eliminate the di- distance. You know, you can reconnect with God. You can plug back into God's power. You can break out of that spiritual rut. You can close the distance by running back to God. This is the part that requires effort, though, on your part. You know, you have to reach out. You have to take hold of whatever it is that God wants to give you so that you can get back. You know, the story that says, uh, take, take out. You know, take out. Take it out, he ordered. And the man reached down. What did he do? And picked it up. That's an important line there. Do not miss this here. God brought the iron from the bottom of the river to the top of the water. God could have very easily brought that axe head out of the water, 10, 20 feet, I don't know, however far the guy is. God could have brought it out of the water, right? Could have brought it through the air. In fact, God could have put it back on the handle, right? God could have done that. But God didn't do that. God brought it to the top and said, take it out. You know, right now, God says to you, reach in and grab Take it out. Why? Because God wants you to do your part. You got to. Revelation 2, verse 4 and 5 says, But I do have something against you. And it's this you don't have as much love as you used to. Here we go. Think about where you have fallen from, and then turn back and do as you did at first. Anybody feel distant from God? Friends, start doing what you used to do. When you were in love with God, when you were pursuing God, when you were close to God, when that, that distance didn't exist. Friends, you have to understand this. You're as close to God as you want to be to God. But it's up to you. You cannot blame distance on anyone or anything. In other words, you cannot blame your girlfriend or your boyfriend. You can't blame your spouse. You can't blame your parents. You can't blame the situation. You can't blame your schedule. You can't blame your job. You can't blame anything else. You got to start with you. You got to reach out with passion like you did when you were first in love with God. You reach out with passion. 
in fellowship with others. You reach out with passion in worship and prayer and Bible study. And as you're doing those things, they move you closer to God. And why, why? I mean, do you know why we need to do that? Because when we are connected to God, when we're close to God, you're blessed. You're blessed by God. You, you have God's power in your life when you're close to God. You are used by God when you're close to God. You know, David writes in the Psalms, Psalms 84, he says, I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, body, and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. I mean, do you long to be close to God? Do you want to be blessed by God? Do you need a miracle in your life? Do you want to sense God's presence and power in your life? You've got to make a choice. And that's I'm going to pursue God with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind. I'm going to reach out with passion because I desire it, because I crave it, because I want it more than anything else. If you're going to eliminate the distance, if you're going to connect with God, you've got to put God in the number one spot in your life. You will not get your spiritual edge back until you fall in love again with God. You won't. You won't. Let, let, let's stand for a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, help us to fall in love with you again. And God, I know there are some that um, today they would uh, they'd say, I've I feel kind of distant right now. You know, maybe because of circumstances. You know, maybe, maybe it's just they got caught up in stuff and got sidetracked. I don't, I don't know, but the why is not as important as God just letting them know there's a way back. That they don't have to live without joy, without the enthusiasm. God, through your Holy Spirit, just give them the power and the wisdom to move toward you. God, there are many today that would go, you know what, I'm just glad to be walking close to God. God, I pray that you would give us wisdom that uh, we would watch for those things that uh, can erode relationship that... uh, can create that distance. God, that uh, we'd all leave here today that um, we would pursue you with everything in us, that we would uh, just allow your sweet Holy Spirit to rest in our hearts and that we would love you the way you deserve to be loved, that we would worship you, that we would live each moment of each day remembering and thinking of what it is you would have us do. God, I thank you for each family here today. I pray you put a hedge of protection around them. Pray that you would give them a good week, that uh, they would know your love and care. God, we 
pray all these things in your precious son's name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. God's people said? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, Ushers will dismiss from the back forward. And uh, again, we're trying to get the next service in here. So if you'd exit, if you want to talk out on the porch and stuff, that's fine. Uh, glad to see everybody. Uh, happy Father's Day again to our dads, and uh, have a great have a great day. And.